Welcome to CEO On The Go, the show about personal and professional growth for busy leaders like you. I'm your host, Gail Lance, and together we'll be exploring the people side of leadership. You'll learn how to better engage and inspire those around you and yourself. So let's get started. Welcome to CEO On The Go. I hope you're doing well. Before I jump in today, I just wanted to say thank you for your support about my announcement that was just made on LinkedIn. I let people know that I'm participating in a new TV show, uh, a bold docu-series called The Social Movement that brings together entrepreneurs, CEOs, business owners from all over the world who are uh, coming together to solve a major world problem. So I think it'll be exciting and adventurous and I'll keep you posted on what I'm doing. I'll be filming in Miami this summer. So stay tuned. You can find the trailer for the show at workmatters.com forward slash social movement. That's workmatters.com forward slash social movement if you're interested in checking it out. But today we're talking about the trouble with training. And I want to say off the bat that I do think training is a good thing when done well. But I think that there's a lot of training happening that is not effective, and it's a huge topic. So I know that in the short time we have today, I'll just cover a few points that I think are most relevant. ATD, which is the Association for Talent Development, stated that organizations last year spent about $1,300 per person, and that's about 35 hours per employee or four eight-hour days of training just as a statistic to share with you. And it's probably no coincidence that this is a topic that I want to talk about because I love learning. In fact, I've designed this podcast to be a great learning resource for busy leaders, kind of a non-traditional training. There's so many ways to learn beyond traditional training. So I'll just be sharing some ideas to think about. But this topic is also top of mind because of a recent training that I experienced as a participant. It was Uh, kind of excruciating in some ways. The subject matter is irrelevant, but let's just say it was kind of a dry topic, but important. Um, It didn't help that the trainer kept us over 90 minutes before we got our first break. There are just some basic things that that trainers should know to, to just help make the online experience so much better, but we'll get to that later. Again, my intention for today is simply to get you thinking about the training that you're offering to leaders or employees in your organization and to consider how relevant and effective it really is. Online learning has been especially critical for healthcare organizations during the pandemic. I know that I've got clients in this area that are under tremendous pressure to increase services and research. Other industries have slowed down a bit when it comes to online learning. So no matter what industry you're in, I would argue that you as a leader need to be continuing your learning in some way, no matter what. But just as these are times to be rethinking everything, that also includes training, how you're learning, how your people are learning. So here's some considerations to keep in mind or just some questions when you're thinking, oh, we should do training or we should have a workshop. Think about why do you think training is needed? And that may sound somewhat similar to the most recent episode that we recorded called Not Another Meeting. There are some similarities there where I was asking people on that episode to really consider, do we really need to have a meeting? Sometimes a meeting is just a knee-jerk reaction. It's a go-to kind of solution when you think that there's not clarity or when there's a, an issue that needs to be resolved. Same goes for training. 
when people think that organizations need some kind of improvement or people need some kind of improvement, they often think, oh, well, let's put them through training. Let's have a workshop. So does everyone understand why the training is important? Do they understand what kind of priority the training deserves? Is it imperative or is it just a nice to know? What's the best timing? You know, sometimes organizations might roll out training that's really valuable, but it's just not the right time. I know that over the years, I've worked with a number of different HR departments who are rolling out fantastic initiatives, but sometimes they're not timed in the best way where other departments or units don't take it seriously because they've got some other business priorities. So it's just important to be aware of that and to to make sure that you're really trying to to hit the mark in terms of when people in the organization will be most receptive. Think about the technology that you're using. Um, are you staying up to speed? How current are you with your online learning platforms? There are so many to choose from now. Are they easy to access? If they're not, people may get frustrated and lose patience and not really take advantage of it. And then finally, one of the best questions, best questions to ask is what is the return on investment? You know, what is it that we're spending in terms of our time, money, energy, and what do we think we'll get because of this? What will the impact be? I like to consider that on all projects that I'm working on. But when it comes to training specifically, I see a lot of organizations overlooking the importance of that question. They think that because they've done it, then they've they've achieved the goal or kind of checked the box. So just be careful about that. So just to recap some of the problems, sometimes training is expected to be the obvious solution when there could be some other alternatives to consider. So don't be too quick to jump to that as a conclusion. Uh, sometimes training can be outdated or not relevant. Sometimes you have information that people are teaching that's 10 years old or, or going back even farther than that. So are you really looking at what the most relevant current content is that people need to be learning? Some other issues that can come up or problems is that the training is really not focused on the right issue. I see a lot of organizations jumping to conclusions too quickly when there's a problem. For example, you may have sales that are dropping. So it would seem logical to think, well, we need to offer better sales training. We've got to get our sales leaders equipped. But that could really be a leadership issue or a company reputation issue. Or you may not have the right sales talent. I know that you could teach me everything you want about cold calling, but I still wouldn't do it. I'm just not the right talent for that. But other people thrive on that. They're cut out for it. Think about how people like to learn. Sometimes a training program is only available through one means, whereas the learner prefers it through a different kind of approach. Some people like to learn through audio, as you might, since you're listening to this podcast. Uh, some people prefer more visual learning. Some like more interactive engagement. Some people are readers, and they really enjoy learning, sometimes just for the sake of learning. You know, it's fascinating with some of the assessments that I use. I can easily tell how motivated a person is to learn. Some people really thrive on learning and you can't give them enough to take in. Others really want to learn just what they need to know kind of in that moment. And so uh, there are ways to easily see how a person is wired and there's no judgment. There's no, you know, right or wrong or good or bad in it. But it is important to understand how people prefer to learn so that you can design experiences that will have the best impact. Um, some other issues to be aware of, sometimes you might have an ineffective trainer, as I mentioned, who may not be up to date on the most kind of cutting edge or, you know, modern content that you need to know. Sometimes you don't have buy-in at the top of the organization 
where leaders aren't even aware of the kinds of training that's going on. So it's hard for them to reinforce or leverage the training that their people are getting. A lot of people think that training, you know, is is done once they've left the room or left the Zoom <laughs> session, and it's kind of a one and done thing. And so you need to find ways to make sure that what you're learning is repeated and reinforced in some way. Also, be careful when when an issue comes up that might be related to one person. But I've seen scenarios where a leader thinks that if one person is having that problem, then we need to subject the rest of the team to training. I know years ago, we had one person on the team who was demonstrating some insensitive behavior in the office, but we all ended up having to go through sensitivity training. (laughs) So the real problem may have been that the leader didn't know how to confront the person that was being so disruptive, just as an example. Another example of when the training is is not specific enough was, again, using my own experience, I attended a day-long workshop on dealing with difficult people because I had one person in the office that was really difficult. And it was a, a very specific situation. And the trainer went through about 20 different scenarios during the course of the day of uh, difficult people scenarios which were interesting to learn about. But the one that I really cared about the most, you know, that I was losing sleep over was the one issue, which was probably like number 15 of what we covered. So, you know, not saying that's necessarily a bad thing. But in retrospect, there probably could have been some better approach to have helped me at the time when I know that I needed to work through a very specific issue. So those are just some things to think about. Um, You might want to consider some alternatives to traditional training like coaching or mentoring, self-learning. On another episode, we can talk about creating a learning culture, which I highly recommend. Uh, Again, that's topic for another time. So before I sign off, some quick basic tips for your training experiences. Be careful not to include too many slides that you're just talking over them, really engaging people throughout. Um, You might consider using polls or questions or gamify the approach to create some fun, make it interactive, give people breaks, make sure that that you're allowing people to just get up and stretch and come back. If you're um, doing a longer training session, ask for feedback along the way, train when people are most ready, people can't learn when they're exhausted. So give people a good time of day when they're more likely to be receptive. Don't do marathon training where you're trying to pack in two or three full days. It's just too much having to sit in front of a computer. So I think that's probably enough for now. Anyway, I just wanted to to touch on training because I do think that it's such a hot topic right now that more leaders need to be paying attention to it, not only to help themselves, but their own uh, employees. Like I said, it can be done extremely well and can be so valuable when it is done well. It can be a huge waste of time and energy and money when it's done poorly. So just make sure you're having conversations with those who are training internally or externally for your organization. Bring up some of these issues. Make sure that you're really doing what you need to make sure that your people are learning in the best way possible. So I challenge you to to innovate your training where you need to help employees take charge of their own learning and get input and suggestions from them. Ideally, learning should be employee-driven, not top-down mandated. And I can assure you, too, that your top performers are already actively seeking out resources for learning. They're wired that way. So you may want to have a conversation with them to see who they're learning from. In the meantime, 
Thanks for learning from me. Subscribe if you haven't done so, so that you can receive direct notifications when podcast episodes go live and share this episode with someone else in your network who you think would benefit. I really appreciate the reviews that have been left so far and would love it if you feel moved to leave a review as well. Stay tuned over the next few weeks. I've got more interviews coming up with some great guest experts that I think that you'll really enjoy. By the way, I'm developing more content that will probably be put into some kind of online program that will help leaders. So would love to have your input and ideas uh, and learn more about your specific needs so that I can develop that in the best way. If interested, you can reach out to me on LinkedIn, connect with me there or contact me through ceoonthegopodcast.com or just send me an email, gail at workmatters.com. I hope you have a great rest of the week doing the work that matters to you. Until next time, take care. Thanks for tuning in. Feel free to connect with me on LinkedIn and visit workmatters.com. And if you have a question or suggestion for a future topic for the podcast, I'd love to hear from you. So keep growing as a leader and doing the work that matters to you. Until next time. Mm -hmm.